Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. It's time to stop working out and start working in. You found the Work In Podcast for fitpreneurs and their health conscious clients. This podcast is for resilient wellness professionals who want to expand their professional credibility, shake off stress, and thrive in a burnout proof career with conversations on the fitness industry, movement, nutrition, sleep, mindset, nervous system health, yoga, business, and so much more. I'm your host, Erica Thomas. I'm a resilience coach and fitpreneur offering an authentic, actionable, realistic approach to personal and professional balance for coaches in any format. The Work In is brought to you by Savage Grace Coaching, bringing resilience through movement, action, and accountability. Private sessions, small groups, and corporate presentations are available now. Visit savagegracecoaching.com to schedule a call and get all the details. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to The Work In. Are you hearing a lot about AI? I am. It seems like every other story in the online business world has to do with new AI tools. Either how this new tool will revolutionize your business or how it's the beginning of the end of free thought and creativity. No matter what camp you fall into, AI technology is here to stay and you might want to set some intentional professional boundaries around how or why, or if you're going to use it. Now, I'm sure you've heard of a few of these tools. ChatGPT and Jasper were some of the first ones that I heard about. And my first knee-jerk reaction was, oh, hell no, down with the machines, with images of Skynet popping into my head. For you youngsters out there, that's a Terminator reference. It's moments like these in history when I think that life imitates art, not the other way around. And why shouldn't it be that way? After all, everything that's real was imagined first, as we learned in The Velveteen Rabbit. That's one of my favorite quotes, by the way. Personally, one of my core beliefs is self-reliance. So for me, the idea that I would outsource any part of my content creation to artificial intelligence makes my skin crawl. But then I realized that I'm already using AI in other capacities. Maybe you are too. 
It's really kind of in everything and in things that we don't even realize. I think you could consider spell check as a form of AI, Grammarly also, or maybe when Google adjusts your sentence structure, that could be considered AI. A lot of tech tools use AI technology just behind the scenes. I use a transcription service called Otter AI to transcribe my podcast interviews for show notes. In conversations with other coaches, I heard a lot of excitement about the possibilities that AI brings because a lot of coaches struggle with marketing themselves and the creative aspects of social media content creation, which is why any package that includes templates for emails, nurture sequences, social posts, and prompts is so popular, i.e. lucrative. I get that. When I first started as an online business, the hardest thing to do was to figure out what to post about. It was a big time suck, and I felt like all I did was reinvent the wheel with every post. And then there was the social media hack that came along last year and wiped it all away. Three years of content, poof, gone in the blink of an eye. So part of my disdain for the use of AI probably stems from the fact that I had to do it all by myself and how dare anyone else get to do it so easily. That's self-awareness for you. It always highlights all of your mean girl tendencies. So because I'm a thinking adult and I practice detachment from time to time, I decided to make a concerted effort to try to see the other side of this. And I'd like to credit some of my coaching friends and my coaches and accountability partners for helping me think some of this through. One of my colleagues is a college admissions coach, and I asked her what she thought about how AI would change that essay writing process that we have to do for colleges and universities. And after a little research, she seemed to think that they would definitely have to come up with some guidelines there, but that AI was very much like a calculator in that you have to give it something to start with. And so in the end, whatever comes out on paper would still be the student's idea. There's some merit to that idea, to that thought process. But calculators aren't really AI, are they? I mean, yes, they do the work, I suppose. You put in numbers And usually, you need to know the mathematical equation in order to get the correct answer. Calculators definitely speed up a lot of what could otherwise be an arduous process. But using one doesn't guarantee the correct answer, now does it? You only need to look at my high school math scores to know that that is true. So is AI really just like a calculator? I think that that analogy really only works up to a point. There's a reason that you had to show your work in math class. In order to get the right answer, 
You have to know the process. Numbers and formulas matter. You can't simply put in more numbers and hope for a better answer. But that's basically how AI works. With AI, the more information you input, the more precise the output is going to be, the more quote unquote correct it will be. I made myself give it a try to find out for myself what all the fuss was about. After all, I have been known to be wrong occasionally about things like this. Except when it's just my opinion, then I'm never wrong. Wink, wink. So I opened up ChatGPT and gave it a prompt. It was something like, write a paragraph about the polyvagal theory. It very quickly spit out a relatively correct, medium-length, mediocre paragraph on the polyvagal theory. And I thought to myself, huh, maybe this is the magic I need to get that book written that I've been meaning to write this year that I gave myself a deadline of August for and still haven't written page one. So, okay, I can see the appeal. It's a great first draft. And then I thought about it a little more because the writing from AI reminded me of when I would do book reports and research reports for school way back in the day on things like the Egyptian pyramids and the history of slavery. Back then, whenever you started a research paper, the first source you went to was the good old Encyclopedia Britannica. It was also the first source listed in the bibliography. And if your topic wasn't in there, you were out of luck. Today, the internet has replaced the encyclopedia as this infinite information resource. And now with AI, we have a tool that goes one step further and creates the encyclopedia entry on demand. In school, kids who only used an encyclopedia for their sources, they didn't get a very good grade. And that's another question for AI proponents in school settings. How will you credit those sources when they come directly from AI? But that's a completely different rabbit hole. Let's stick with how AI is being used in online business. Another challenge for online creators and solopreneurs is marketing and sales pages. Basically, everyone tries to do this themselves and then very quickly realizes why these are jobs that get paid big bucks. Because they take skill, creativity, and finesse. They can be done, but it's very time-consuming. So I was super excited when my online platform began offering these magic AI page templates. You could take whatever you had created, a membership or coaching package, a webinar, and the magic AI robot would create a sales page draft using all the latest best practices for that, basically at the click of a button. And I had to give it a try. So I gave it the copy from one of my test products and clicked create. 
Honestly, this was a case of managing expectations, which I definitely failed to do because I wasn't super impressed. And I wasn't impressed because it still took a lot of work to go back through and rework the copywriting in each section. And I got to the point where I just said, no, never mind. So would this be a good template or first draft? Maybe. But for me, I find it much easier to start from scratch and edit things like this as I go, rather than have to go back over something already done and look at every little thing for mistakes and correct the voice. And that brings me to my major objection to using AI in content creation. I can see how useful it might be in writing short social media posts. It's fast. But if long-form content like blogs and podcasts are supposed to be platforms for you to showcase your authentic voice and thought leadership, thought leadership, quote unquote, then how is it authentic and or ethical to outsource that content to AI? Aren't you basically downgrading yourself from creator to glorified editor? I have heard so many female entrepreneurs lament that they don't know what to say in emails, in posts, in a blog or a podcast. They truly believe that they have nothing to talk about. I used to struggle with that too. I resisted writing weekly emails to my email list. I would spend hours crafting social media posts to get followers that never converted to paying customers. I thought no one would want to hear what I had to say. I started this podcast as an experiment and shook off all the anxiety about it because in my mind, no one was going to hear it anyway. At first, it was a little difficult to come up with topics. Yes, I will admit that. It was challenging to find guests that fit, but then something shifted. I got some really great coaching and then the light bulb went on. I took a step back and got really clear with myself about who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up. I basically shed the skin of the person that I thought I was supposed to be and let myself be who I am. And in that process, I've been able to connect with an inner source of creative inspiration. I literally never run out of ideas. That's what an authentic voice is. But you won't find it in any AI program. So is AI really just like a calculator? Not really. But it is a tool. And how we use tools in creative spaces like coaching and entrepreneurship matters. Use it, but don't let it turn you into an Encyclopedia Britannica that's a mile wide and an inch deep. So for me, my professional boundaries around AI allow me to let AI transcribe my words I'll let it 
summarize for me after the creative process is over, maybe, but this podcast and all of the copywriting and social media content for Savage Grace Coaching is 100% human in all of its flawed glory. And that's my work in for this week. I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you're feeling stuck at all as you navigate solopreneurship, I'm here to help. Go to savagegracecoaching.com and check out the Clarity Coaching Packages there. You can even book a call with this 100% human to find the program that works best for you. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.